George Michael's music still earning him millions six years after his death. Gogglebox fans all say the same thing about Fred Sirius' home at the spotting sofa. Honey Boo Boo finds it hard to trust Mama June after being forced to live with older sister. It's never nothing different. Welcome to Barely Contain, the online showbiz journalism podcast, which is absolutely not going on strike, no matter how much the public clamour for us to do so. I'm Matt Withers, and I'm joined, as ever, by Chris Beckett. Hi, Matt. I, I see you very much as the uh, Mick Lynch of, uh, <laughs> of our partnership. Yep. Uh, we're not going to be manning the picket lines. Uh, we're very happy with the money that we currently get from Audio Boom, which is absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, are you, are you hiding it from me? <laughs> Actually, it costs us money, listener. <laughs> we uh, pay well, to do this. It's a labour of love. It is a labour of love. Um, and I've got a story to kick it off, Chris, this week. This is from the Express Online. It's by Samantha Levers. Um, very <laughs> unusual name there. Um, and it's headlined... George Michael's music still earning him millions six years after his death. <laughs> you can always rely on the Express Online to give you something really current. <laughs> yeah. And I should say, it's not earning him anything, <laughs> is it? Because as it's pointing out here, he is tragically very much dead. As they say, you can't take it with you. <laughs> you literally... Literally can't take it with you. <laughs> you can't. You can't earn interest. Uh, George Michael would have celebrated his 59th birthday today, <coughs> June the 25th, but the careless whisper singer is still earning his fame six years after his death. Earning his fame—that's a very odd way of putting it. I, I should point out at this point that um, Samantha Leathers, I mean, wasn't she wasn't she a support act in the Club Tropicana tour? <laughs> yeah, she could well have been. Yeah. Yeah. Pepsi, Shirley and Samantha. Um, yeah, I think you're finding this story a lot of very curiously phrased sentences. <laughs> um, it's it's an unusual one. The cultural icon shocked the world with his passing on Christmas Day 2016. However, it is not entirely uncommon for talented people to get even more fortune and fame after they die. Not entirely uncommon. Not entirely uncommon. Um, shot the world with his passing. I've got to say, I was laughing at the, the, the phrasing here and not the, the very tragic death of the careless whisper singer. Um, fortune... It was quite selfish, really, for him to <laughs> pass on Christmas Day. Yeah, it was a very sad day. Uh, what's also quite sad is the phrasing of fortune and fame. Um, I would say normally I'd put those two in a different order. <laughs> it's a, you know, sticky with tradition. <laughs> Perhaps the most famous example of this is internationally recognised artist Vincent van Gogh, who committed suicide when he was penniless, but later became seen as one of the greatest artists in history. He was coining it in. It's a very odd comparison, isn't it? Because I would say that George Michael was still pretty well known before he died. Yeah, and um, I've been looking through Spotify for Vincent van Gogh, and he, he hasn't had any streams. <laughs> no, absolutely not. 
You know, it's a very odd comparison. You know, it's a suggestion that you know prior prior to his death, George Michael was somehow this obscure figure. <laughs> who, who was this <laughs> interesting Greek-born pop star? And while George Michael was already known as one of the most influential cultural icons of his time, and one of the most played artists on British radio for over two decades, uh, he seems well, to have found even more fame in death. But that that ends at the end of that. Yeah, set, it, you does, know. it does. It does. I've acted as well. You've you've helped Samantha out there. Yeah, I have. Yeah, it does. It does end at decades, which is which is <laughs> odd. And she's kind of gone from suggesting that he was quite an obscure artist to one of the most influential cultural icons of his time, which I think is overplaying his hand somewhat. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he was, he was a big star, but one of the most influential cultural icons of his time, he was no Timmy Mallet. Ooh, yeah, you know, <laughs> often a comparison made. The former Wham Stars estate is going from strength to strength with his music earning millions each year. He was found dead on Christmas Day 2016 by his partner at the time, Fadi Fawaz. A few months later, a coroner announced his death was due to heart and liver complications. His will caused some controversy and catfights amongst his loved ones, <coughs> as, as can be expected when passing on a £97 million estate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, standard. Yeah, I don't know if catfights is a legal term. <laughs> Most of Michael's fortune was left to his sisters, father and friends, but did not mention his partner at the time of his death, Fawaz, or his former partner, Kenny Goss, who claimed Michael financially supported him when they were together. After his passing, his art collection was auctioned in England in 2019. Um, and it goes on and on a bit about this. Um, so we won't go through all of it. We'll come to this sentence. Michael's music whether from his solo career or his time as part of Wham, has continued to flood houses and stereo systems throughout <laughs> the world. It's up to my neck. <laughs> I've got... Gee, I'm, starting, I'm struggling to keep above Jesus to a child. <laughs> Strange sentences. The music's flooding... Stereo systems. Who says stereo systems in 2022? <laughs> this is Radio Rentals. <laughs> Pop music profits netted £4.3 million in 2019, or roughly £11,656 per day. Now, I would say, Chris, that £11,656 per day is not roughly, (laughs) I would say, exactly. Yeah, it really really isn't roughly, is it? What happens when you divide £4.3 million by 365? Exactly. Michael's sudden unexpected passing at a relatively young age earned him true icon status, with millions of fans mourning his death and celebrities paying tribute to him as well. Uh, I'll move down a little bit. Michael's musical prowess was undeniable. Having formed groundbreaking pop duo Wham! with school friend Andrew Ridgely, who had ambitions of becoming musicians from a young age. Now... Would we describe Wham as groundbreaking? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, last Christmas is <laughs> right. People here wake me up before you go go for the first time and go, what the hell is this? This is like I something mean, from outer space. 
I did used to have a Casio keyboard that the demo song was Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. So <laughs> I, I do have a lot of fondness for that song. Um, and then it goes on, um, it delves a little bit into his, his personal life, but I, I think we'll leave it there. But I think you'll agree, that is a very strangely written story, isn't it? Yes, that's, uh, you know, Samantha Leathers is, uh, I wouldn't say, you know, excelled herself. <laughs> that is very, very polite, and we shall leave it at that. Chris, I believe you're taking us into the pages of the Daily Star online. Yes, indeed, Matt. It's by Becca Barnard, uh, as you mentioned, and the headline, Gogglebox fans all say the same thing about Fred Sirius home after spotting Sofa. Lovely stuff. And, uh, I mean, we had a, a slight contretemps off-air earlier about this because um, I had never heard of this chap, and you were assuring me he is an international superstar. He is Maitre D to the stars. Um, you know, he's professional Frenchman. You know, I, I wouldn't say he's A-lister, but he, you know, he's he's reasonably well known. I I have um I have never heard of him. I don't recognize him from his picture. He looks a bit like Paddy McGuinness. Oh, I think that <laughs> I'm not think? sure Fred will thank you for that. No? Okay. No, he's a, you know, he's a bit more of a, I would say. No, not to diss Paddy, but Fred's a bit more of a classy, classy guy, I would say. Okay, okay. Right, well, I've, 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 I am not aware of this guy, but I am willing to doff my cap to you that this guy stops traffic on 4th <laughs> Avenue. Fans of Celebrity Gogglebox tuned in to watch all their favourite stars and catch a glimpse inside their homes, but some were baffled at Fred Sirius' unusually small sofa. Okay. Celebrity Gogglebox fans were left confused after they caught a glimpse of first date star Fred Sirius' house. He appeared on the show with his fiancée, Fruitcake, and the pair settled in for a cosy night in front of the television. OK, now you're going to tell me now that Fruitcake is a, is a, is a big, big superstar. Uh, no, no, I think she is best known for being the partner of Fred. OK, only known, I'd suggest. Oh, but possibly am for having the name Fruitcake. Yes, it is, it is an unusual name. The pair critiqued the shows throughout the episode and viewers had an insight into their sweet relationship, but many noticed the same thing about their living room. Is it the sofa? <laughs> Hold your horses. <laughs> the couple chilled on a blue velvet sofa with green and white cushions surrounded by blue doors and magnolia wallpaper. <laughs> Surrounded by doors. <laughs> surrounded. Surrounded by the map. Fred like nightmare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Walk forward, Fred. <laughs> On the table is uh, a remote control uh, packet of Galois. <laughs> um, Fred wore a matching powder blue suit with a white shirt and bold patterned socks, while Fruitcake also wore a matching set in a bright green colour. Basically, wearing clothes that roughly match. Yeah. Their lavish home was decorated with eucalyptus plants, candlesticks, and ornamental trinkets scattered throughout the room. If you were on Nightmare, I would say definitely pick up the candlestick. That's going to come in useful. Eucalyptus exactly. plant, not so much. I think the candlestick, you would be, it would be one of those ones where you walk in and you're completely in darkness 
and then the dun you know the is it the dungeon master we like, caution team <laughs> and if you don't like the candlestick you get eaten by a troll yes uh, anyway <laughs> i digress the couple who have been together since 2018 watched love island and alan carr's epic game show but during the channel 4 show fans took to twitter to comment on what they'd seen an eagle-eyed viewer commented Fred and Fruitcake need to go to DFS before the silence and get a bigger sofa. It looks so uncomfortable. I should say for that eagle-eyed viewer, not that eagle-eyed, because they refer to getting to DFS before the sale ends. The DFS sale <laughs> never ends. Yeah, exactly. Another wrote, I feel sad for Fred and Fruitcake that they are wedged on such a small sofa. They look so uncomfortable. One irritated viewer also added, why is Fred Syria so far forward on his couch? Move back. That person would be good as one of the team on Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, I think probably probably slightly too bossy. <laughs> we'd, it would do, <laughs> strike fear into the <laughs> other like three. However, the couple seemed comfortable enough and Fred even sat with his legs on Fruitcake's lap. The pair have been dating for four years and Fred went public with their relationship in January 2018. Was that was that big news at the time? Oh, I yeah. I mean, we all know where we were. Yeah. <laughs> and Fruitcake was uh, unwrapped. <laughs> he told his followers that he was in a relationship with a woman and gave her the affectionate nickname of Fruitcake, but has never revealed her real name or occupation. Mysterious. Mm. The cute couple became engaged in March 2020 and were set to wed the next year. Aha. Well, Fred, the game is up for you because her full name will have to be printed in your local registry office for <laughs> public display. Yeah. No getting away with fruitcake anymore. Um, yep, yeah, COVID-19 complications meant that Fred and Fruitcake have had to push back their big day and rearrange. Fred shot to fame on first dates, but has since had a glittering career and made good friends with famous chefs. Gino DeCampo and Gordon Ramsay. So there, Matt, you know, yep. he's, he's big news. Celebrity Gogglebox continues Friday night at 9pm on Channel 4. And oh. that is all that is fit, fit to print. I think you have uh, one more iron in the fire. I do. And continuing um, the theme of people I've never heard of, um, this one is from the Daily Mail. It's by Ashley Gray. And it's somebody I suspect you may never have heard of, but you might surprise me here. It's headlined, Honey Boo Boo finds it hard to trust Mama June after being forced to live with older sister. It's never nothing different. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, actually, I have heard of Honey Boo Boo. Um, I wouldn't be able to know Mama June or anything like that or have, have seen her. But yeah, she she kind of I think she's one of these like beauty pageant stars. And there was like a reality TV show around her. And because her and her family were so sort of off the wall, um, they, they kept the cameras rolling long when she was uh, hanging up her, um, you know, tutu and what, whatever else they were. Well, there you go, uh, listeners. You've now had the entire Wikipedia entry on uh, Honey Boo Boo. Uh, <laughs> okay, right. Well, for me, and I suspect people listen, none of this story makes any sense whatsoever. Um, yes. Alana Honey Boo Boo Thompson is struggling to repair the relationship with her mother 
Mama June. In a new preview for the family's reality TV show, the 16-year-old star said about her 42-year-old mom, it's never nothing different. Yeah, good Um, grammar there. (laughs) A lot has happened, but I'm kind of over it at this point. She added an exclusive clip shared on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, if I'm if I'm over something, I always I always mention it in an exclusive uh, TV interview. <laughs> it came as the teenager contemplated whether or not she wanted to invite June to her high school graduation. In the snippet from Mama June wrote Redemption, Honey Boo Boo pondered the decision while speaking with the family psychiatrist, Doctor Ish. <laughs> I love the name Dr. Ish because <laughs> you can take it either as like an example of sort of nominative determinism for Dr. Issues or he's kind of Dr. Ish. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely latter. Yeah. Are you a qualified psychiatrist? <laughs> Ish. <laughs> Mama's going to do what Mama's going to do, whether we tell her to or not, the young girl said to the doctor. <laughs> The preview also revealed that Thompson was upset that her older sister, Lauren Pumpkin Shannon, 22, had blindsided her as she didn't know she'd be speaking with Dr. Ish at the time. You don't want to get blindsided by uh, Pumpkin Shannon. (laughs) I I mean, this this has lost me completely already now. Um, There's too many people involved. I don't know who they are. Alana has been living with Pumpkin since 2019 when their mom was arrested on drug charges. As she spoke about her upcoming milestone, the former pageant star wondered out loud, I'm going to graduate soon, but like, should I even invite you to my graduation? Because are you even going to come? Mm. Um, not, Not if you don't invite her. No. Although the plot of the TV show presents the mother of four prioritising a life of sobriety, it's true her children are still having a tough time trusting her. Meanwhile, the television personality has busied herself with her romance with Draylin Carswell, 20. <laughs> what? Who? What? Who are these people? <laughs> That's a good name. Um, so who's, who's having a romance with Draylin Carswell? Is it Honey Boo Boo? I suspect it's Honey Boo Boo and not Mama June. So she's 16 and he's 20. I think I think I think she's 18 now. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just so confused. In last week's episode of the show, the young men met Alana's older sister for the first time. Oh, no, you're wrong here, Chris. The, oh. two, the two have been dating for more than a year now, despite public backlash over their four-year age gap. Oh, I stand corrected. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is, I mean, there's a lot that's weird here, but that's a bit weird, isn't it, at that age? It's a little bit weird, yeah. You know, there were definitely, there were 16-year-old girls at my school who claimed to have 20-year-old boyfriends, (laughs) but I think they were fibbing, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) What could they possibly find to talk about? Search me. Mama June has previously defended the relationship, telling Too Fab people need to realise that she's going to be 17 in August and that Pumpkin and Josh were the same age as they were. Josh oh. is Pumpkin's husband. Um, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
you know, leave them wanting more. Um, should we have a look at a few, um, few comments? Yes, let's do that. Uh, Kate, who's in Oxford and Devon. So, um, Kate, you're very much part of the problem of second home ownership in the Southwest. Um, <laughs> you know, possibly, possibly one of the people responsible for uh, recent by-election turning against the Tories. But we don't, we don't do politics here. Kate says it's never nothing different. A double negative. So there is something different. Ah, uh, she's she's onto them. Uh, Felma in Richmond says, uh, time, uh, I think it's time her weight was addressed. It can't be healthy for her. Better to start now than have more problems as she reaches adulthood. Or will the studio wait? She needs a gastric band and make a show about her makeover. And then that's a little kiss at the end to make up for the fact that she's just fat shamed a 16 year old. <laughs> exactly. I quite liked uh, Mr. Alf Barking's comments. Um, Mama June is how Marilyn Monroe looked after being buried for eight weeks. Yeah, no, no need to be uh, unkind, Alf. Um, uh, and Lauren Essex, who um, nominative determinedly uh, is is from Essex, said Mama June looks amazing. Razib B sixteen replied for a corpse. <laughs> yes, yes, Razib B sixteen does say for a corpse. <laughs> uh, f- uh, finally, Derek Tanner in Denham says weird people. <laughs> Fine, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong, and that. Is very much that for another couple of weeks. Um, Chris, what should people be doing in the interim in that fortnight? I, th- I think probably catching up with uh, the back uh, back issues of uh, Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> um, Which we should have. Is, is, Hon- of- is, is Honey Boo Boo actually shown in the UK? I I think it was it was one of those ones that was on like. I was going to say Paramount, but not Paramount. But you know what I mean? Like one of those kind of like ch- Channel 78 rather than, you know, it, it certainly wasn't a, a terrestrial offering. Okay. But yeah, I, I can remember it. It was it was on. Um, yeah, so um, catch up with Honey Boo Boo. Listen to a bit of George Michael. Um, Groundbreaking stuff. Yeah. And maybe um, look out for Fred's cereal and uh, fruitcake in your local uh, sofa. Uh, <laughs> shop but apart from that of course i think what you were hinting at was uh where people can get more connected with the barely contained brand um and i would suggest uh, as a first port of call going to twitter at barely underscore pod uh maybe following that up if you fancy with a trip to facebook or meta whatever you're calling it these days and uh checking out barely contain the podcast Yep, and do uh, leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice, whatever you listen to this on, uh, be that Apple or Google or um, Amazon or Spotify, whatever floats your boat, um, subscribe, give us a review. That is very much welcome. And uh, well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. We will indeed. And just just before we go, I just looked up uh, Here Comes Honey Boo Boo, which was the original series, ran from 2012 to 2017. Uh, and on IMDb, it has probably one of the lowest ratings I've ever seen. <laughs> Two and a half out of 10 from over 7,000 people. Well, listeners, please do give us more than that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> probably twice that. Yeah, at least. Cheers, Chris. Bye-bye. Yeah, see you, Matt. Bye.